We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Time to draft an underdog BBM4 team with Conor O'Driscoll, the 2021 winner of the FFPC Basketball Tournament. We're going to try and win the the underdog BBM4 in 2023 for $3 million. Conor, that's what we're going to try and do today. If you are playing over at underdog, you can use code ROTOVIZ to get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. But we are waiting for this to fill, waiting for three people. Conor, this is a 7.30 a.m. draft your time. 12 30 here in ireland so we are recording this one bright and early we didn't live stream it because we didn't know how many people would actually be awake to go on those youtube streets for a live stream but looking forward to this today we'll find out our draft slot in just a moment but i mentioned before underdog obviously one flex spot have to start those three wide receivers there is the wide receiver avalanches we are having conversations and great articles up on rotavis at the moment looking through how to play in those drafts where you know, are you leaning into the avalanche or are you leaning away from the avalanche what is i guess i'll say here before we get our slot what's your favorite draft slot in underdog this year and what are you hoping to achieve in this draft with a build so i i, I always prefer to draft in the middle one of those middle spots so maybe uh maybe somewhere be, between 104 and uh, 106 trying to get one of those wide receivers to fall. They don't always do. And um, looks like we're f- filled up. And what I find myself often doing is, uh, like, I, I, I love at least uh, one to two of the running back values early. So I'll, I'll try to mix them in when when, uh, when the, the avalanche hits. And then, that gives me a little bit more flexibility to wait on my other receiver or running backs. And I try to, I, I'll often try to fill in the kind of blanks or the volume uh, of receivers with breakouts and uh, kind of candidates later on. Looks like we're, uh, looks like we're full. We got the 101. We got the influencer 101. Yep. Uh, first draft with, uh, with Colin of the year, of course. I, uh, yeah, I get my first, uh, 101 on underdog. Okay, no one one so far. So uh, are we clearly? I'm clearly going for Jefferson here, but have you yeah. any other names? Well, I mean, some people like to do Chase, but I, I don't. I I don't think you need to do that. 
Yeah, well, this is something I talked with Sean on Road of His Overtime this week is like, you know, if you have the 101 or 102, you mentioned you haven't had the 101 yet. Realistically, if you're not in those top three picks, you have no chance of getting those top three receiver or top two receivers. So if you're looking to get your exposure, I think you you pretty much have to go and, and do it when you can. So I wouldn't be against people who wanted to chase there, but let's go Jefferson. Sometimes if you're at the 103, for example, you will get Chase sliding back to you. So we are yeah, in a situation yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. We have uh, obviously twenty, that, and that's well. That's why you don't take him at one hundred and one, is because you can get him at one. You get him at one hundred and two almost all the time, and then sometimes you get him at one hundred and three as well. Yeah, no, I think I think that's the way to, to play it. So we are going to be waiting now as we we get back to our next selection. But you were mentioning there some options potentially if you get into an avalanche. We'll see how this draft goes, but. This draft might be a, a potential interesting option if running backs do last back to that two-three turn. Uh, could be a way for us to to uh, get kind of get your elite wide receiver, but then also build in the the running backs. With it being just the one flex position, being two running backs start. Obviously, you can't you can't start three running backs in this format. It is half point PPR. How are you trying to build with those early running backs? Are you drafting? out of your team so far has it been you know hyper fragile where you're trying to get three running backs in those kind of opening four or five rounds has it been a case where you're you're trying to go with hero rb or zero rb what's your preferred method so obviously don't take early running backs every draft when i do and i i definitely prefer one to two over the tree hyper fragile i know we definitely could get a year where three early running backs is just pure optimal i'm just a little i'm a little bit concerned about uh, putting that much draft capital in running back and uh, to the detriment of other positions one of the, one of the kind of like things that they there's many weaknesses to uh, starting tree or be early but one of the big ones is that you you don't really have much opportunity to select an early tight end so you're kind of sort of just totally boxed out of early tight ends, uh, which it it, it it makes the mathematics of your team being good very tricky. And then it also, like, it, it puts stress on you to try to draft a lot of wide receivers later. And if you hit the wrong kind of room, that can be uh, that can be a big challenge. So I, I'm, I'm definitely not afraid to draft one definitely one or two early and i've done two early quite a lot where i get in those rooms and i'm like oh the the wide receivers are just gone in this early round i'm gonna take a value here at uh, that i like at running back and then it's kind of like it's a it's a race to sort of catch up at receiver but it it feels like one that i can i can run or, or i can get to a little bit easier having selected at least one or one or two uh wide receivers area enough yeah no i think that's all very fair there is some drafts where you can get squeezed a little bit and the running backs are just clearly standing out as the the complete no-brainer options there's other drafts where you're thinking you know trying to think a couple of rounds ahead and how it's going to play out so i think we'll see how this draft plays out i'm i'm gonna be intrigued to see if any of the running back options do make it back based on how this draft has started we have four running backs in the first round we have travis kelsey going as well so it's been jefferson chase uh, you know, it's the, the, the normal top five that you'd expect McCaffrey. Then we get Cup, Hill, Kelsey, Diggs, Eckler, Robinson, Chubb, Lamb, Brown, Wilson, 
Devontae Adams, Jill Waddle, Chris Olave. So those wide receivers after that three kind of pick of running backs in the the first round where you're thinking maybe this does have a, a running back heavy <laughs> approach in this draft really tailors back with those you know six wide receivers going in a row to uh make it look like running backs probably the options here have you a preferred duo of running backs if they if they do last to us the the running backs that i really like going beyond that at adp are Brees hall and stevenson um have you anyone in that obviously if, if jonathan taylor saquon barkley falls down you have an interesting dilemma there but who is your preferred options at the back end of the first round as taylor has gone off the board uh like so i'm often kind of looking for taylor to fall to the back of that second round um and and, and he does sometimes and that's sort of what i'm talking about it's like oh hey i can get, i can get good values on a running back let's see who have we got here got saquon and uh, i'm not really drafting uh, pollard at, at this point yeah Um. so i'll throw uh i'll throw the uh, saquon in the queue Devonta smith just goes obviously I, fi- I find a big uh, drop. And obviously, when we get to the back end, you know, you are looking usually at the Higgins, Devontae Smith options being there. I find there, once you go beyond that, there's a gap for me down to DK Metcalf, who's the next wide right. receiver. You have Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, all by ADP. I have quite a gap once you get past Higgins at that particular point. And the, way- the running backs then, you know, you mentioned Pollard, but... Um, Stevens okay. and Hall are the two clear ones for me then. So we are up. We have Higgins as an option. Barkley goes off the board. I didn't expect T. Higgins to go by the Chase Drafter. Um, yeah. But I- I'm good taking Higgins here. I'm always, my problem is I'm always yeah. good taking Higgins. But I-, I think when he mixed here, there, I'm pretty happy based on how the draft goes. And I think we can get a running back with him unless you wanted to go the Mark Andrews route. But I think in this, this format, I- I'm probably going to make the pitch for. Brees Hall over Stevenson, but uh, have you a preference out of the the two running backs there? I don't. I'm I'm really open. Like I could do I could do Andrews, could do Brees Hall. I, I'm probably these two over Ramondre as well at this point. Okay, yeah. I've got quite a better Ramondre so far. So I, you're at the controls. So I'll I'll let do you. You want me pick. to pick? You make the pick. I think we go for Brees Hall here. Okay, I'm let you decide. It may not it may not work, but I'm kind of thinking uh, we'll see if you know Hawkinson maybe would be an option later on mark andrews there at that point he usually is in um the exact same range obviously as Brees hall goes two picks later it's usually that second round is hurts stevenson allen metcalf andrews jacobs hall so we are taking hall there kind of six picks ahead of where you would normally be but the the other option for me there is stevenson um but i have quite a bit quite a bit more of stevenson than hall so just trying to to balance that out a 1v1 um well, hasn't I really concerned too, me at all but have you had any concerns with the the patriots working out running backs over the last couple of days we've seen Fournette linked in there but you know teams are going to run through these running backs you know get them worked out no matter what they want to have a profile on these guys in case even if it's a case that they need them in week six you know um so yeah not I'm, I'm, I'm not a, i'm not terribly worried about Fournette working out for the patriots in terms of Ramondre stevenson i i am Ramondre is definitely a player I'm a, I'm a bit cost conscious on because he definitely has that kind of breakout like talent. He has the talent to break out and he kind of had a little breakout last year. Um, but he, he, he has the talent to potentially be a first round pick in a year. Yeah. 
However, I I think he, there is there is a good bit of volatility there, even more than like kind of like normal running backs, where the Patriots have kind of shown there's a lean to want to use committees. If you look at the kind of quotes about from the coaching staff about Ramondre, they're like, oh yeah, Ramondre, he's our workhorse. We'll probably look to spell him on third down and uh, clear passing downs, but he, he's our boy. And I that that's kind of sums up what I'd expect for him, definitely out the gate, where uh, on the obvious passing downs, where the teams know they're going to pass, he comes off the field. And in that situation, when you, when you get scenarios like that, you really need the team to want to pass the ball early. Like jo- Joe Mixon was an example of somebody who had that role, who was the early down uh, bell cow, but they, they took him out on, on obvious passing downs. But for Joe Mixon and his opportunity, it didn't really matter because they threw on early down so often that he still got his share of targets and routes and, and, and whatnot. Where I, I don't know if that's going to be the same for the Patriots, where they have as many early passing as uh, the Bengals. However, still still do love Ramondre's talent, do love the, the outcomes where he does emerge as kind of like next year he's a first-round pick sort of outcomes. I, I would agree with that. There's obviously the – with a lot of running backs, there's going to be those similar questions about you know how the, the workload is divvied up among the entire roster. But in that range, you know, I, I mention this a lot, but one of my favorite shows every year is Sean and Ben on Stealing Bananas do their episodes where they project next year's first or second rounds. And I, I obviously he's almost there right now, but he feels like somebody who go higher. Brees Hall is in that range. Looking through it, like Gibbs fits into that for me. There's a potential that ETN does it, but I I would have more questions around ETN than Stevenson, for example. And then we're dropping down into Kenneth Walker. Obviously, Walker has competition with Charbonnet now, but Aaron Jones probably isn't making that leap because of age, for example. J.K. Dobbins may make that leap, but there's a lot of names in there that it kind of fit in in similar territory, but I, I still really like Stevenson there. I also mentioned the possibility of, you know, tight end options, maybe a Hawkinson. But when we're looking here, something that Sean and myself talked about, we took Hawkinson in the draft last week. And after it, we were talking through the potential of going for those late round targets. Blair Andrews had a great article up on, on Rotoviz this past week talking about, you know, seven names, letter names to target. Have you been going with a, a tight end? And I would still class Hawkinson here very much as an elite tight end. You have Kyle Pitts going in a similar zone, but. What, what's your thoughts there on taking tight end at this point versus being able to, like there's some tight ends basically going for free in those final four rounds. Some guys even going undrafted. What's my favorite uh, later tight ends? No, I was asking like passing on the elite tight ends. Are you trying to get an elite tight end at underdog or are you passing on those guys? Uh, no, still very much want an elite tight end on uh, underdog. I'm very much down to grab uh, Hawkinson here. And then I think our second pick is a bit more of a question. Really like Hawkinson here, but then you have uh, Justin Fields could end up being. A Let's really, take Hawkinson really... then. I, I did. Yeah. I did joke on our show where we talked about tight ends. You know, will we be able to avoid TJ Hawkinson? This is an area where it gets a little bit flatter, where it makes that a little bit more of a challenge. Something else you could have potentially done there was Moore and Fields pair those two guys up. Right. I, That's I would, a very common pairing. Yeah, I wouldn't be against fields here uh, and taking him kind of solo uh kenneth walker would be an option here for me um 
again you're at the controls with 15 seconds left have you a strong preference if we don't go qb here i'm really pushing qb out and uh, so for that reason i would be open to fields i haven't been drafting much fields so far just on how okay drafts have let's, let's do fields and so j- just looking at our team here and uh, you pull it up it's You've much more got... balanced than uh, normally that we would have it at this point of a draft, I think, but it's pretty balanced with uh, we have Fields now, Brees Hall, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, T.J. Hawkins. So we've only two wide receivers through uh, five rounds. Yeah. And the one reason we really feel that... very good about the other picks that we made, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would have, I would have passed there on Fields if I had a – and maybe even in hindsight, you know, talking about compelling options uh, – Maybe Walker probably would have been a way that I, I, I could have went. Deontay Johnson would have been another option that I, I could have went with a wide receiver that I would normally go with. It just Fields is somebody that I haven't drafted, so to get that share felt felt pretty nice. But when we have Hawkinson now, when we have Jefferson, I think you get into a position where it can be very interesting to, to try and go ahead and get Cousins to go along with that as well a little bit later in the draft. So I, I would have been open to pushing quarterback you know as all the way that that far down but you mentioned you're trying to get one of the elite quarterbacks still uh, is feels kind of the last of that tier for you have you anyone else that's, that's fitting in there no i think fields is the last uh, of that tier uh where he's he's this kind of hybrid qb that gives them such a monster projection that um, he's one of the only quarterbacks where like uh, along with Lamar where I feel completely comfortable just having him not really having to stack but we have Hawkinson now like you get into a situation where it can be pretty interesting to um, you know or now that we have Fields as well you know you could go with a Comet as your second tight end as well to pair in with Fields for example to have that right. upside so there's a lot of a lot of different things that we can do with how this roster has started out um, and we can take it in a lot of different directions so now that we have taken those, are you comfortable with those selections? Would you rather have Deontay Johnson as the, the third wide receiver on this team, maybe a Chris Godwin? Uh, are you happier with the security of having fields in that lineup? I mean, that's one where he asked me again in like five yeah. picks. <laughs> ask ask when we get to round 18, which which we decide. But that might be an interesting 2v2 right. conversation. We, we've, taken a risk. we've taken a gamble on the, on the draft room that yeah. they will... Uh, allow us to get the volume at what still allow us to get the volume at wide receiver that we need yeah it feels and, like a it feels like a more balanced draft room than you know we would see I, I don't think there's a an avalanche here in this room you know for example i think we're we're right. through that point i think it's pretty balanced and we'll see what it gives us throughout and yeah. i think the, in a room the early like morning this, drafts do help with that and, and when it's a bit more balanced like that obviously we didn't mention we are drafting this one very early um i think it give they're the rooms where you can try and you know get an elite tight end, get a, you know, an anchor running back in Brees Hall, get a elite quarterback. I think you can do that in a room like this. I think if you're trying that when you're hitting a, a full on, you know, Peter Overzet avalanche draft, I think you, you get caught out big time. So we'll see. We could still get caught out big time here, but we'll see what happens. So um, let's see what happens when it gets back to us. Since our last selection, though, it is DJ Moore, Brant Nayuk, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Justin Herbert, Chris Godwin, Madison, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, Marquise Brown. Then we get Mike Evans, George Kittle, JSN, Cam Akers. JSN was somebody I was kind of hoping may have made it back. I realistically don't think that is going to be the case. That's right around where his ADP is in drafts. 
some of the players that may be available here though with the six seven turn forest would be the likes of uh you know well, jordan addison his adp we'll see I, I don't expect him to get any sort of a suspension or anything but um his adps in this range may even slide a little bit but you know dotson would be my prime target here and, and george pickens would fit in with that as well dotson does go which is very disappointing um any other names that really stand out for you in this range uh so yeah i think jordan addison is is sort of who i really want to get here especially okay. given that we've made the uh minnesota bet the minnesota bet uh i know uh the uh the 140 miles per hour that probably isn't fully baked in the ADP, but we're not going to pick again for almost two rounds. And and I really think it needs to be unless there's an exceptional player to go for here, running back. This needs to be two wide receivers for us. Uh, I mentioned uh, Peckins. There's also Traylon Burks' ADP sliding a little bit. Um, Quentin Johnson's in the mix there. Bratton Cooks even a little bit later, but he's somebody I think. You'd be hoping maybe falls in the next round. Have you a, a strong preference here for those wide receivers? The other player here that I really do like is DeAndre Swift. He would be a running back. I mean, right. if but we're going if we're gonna consider one, he'd be there. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're wanting Addison here to pair in with the uh, Minnesota side of things, I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And then it's a little bit more of a question for me. I, I'm uh sort of a, a toss up between the other three guys. Well, I don't have any coins to toss up here at the moment, but I'm really between uh, uh, Peckins and Swift. Oh, really? So yeah. You, so you are you're heavily Pickens over Burks, for example. I wouldn't say heavily, but I'm. If, I okay. think we should let's go Swift here. Let's go Swift. Let's go Swift. Swift. Let's go Swift. 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 <laughs> Swift. 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 He's not going to do it, is he? He didn't do it. I can't. I didn't it. do it. I uh, I'm I'm committing you to your early uh, your early stance of like we really need a wide receiver here. Yeah, well, we did we did really need them, but when we are in this range, there is one running back really in that area that I'd be willing to to go for. That's the range where we're seeing you know DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Rashid White, James Conner, Pacheco, um, you know Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. The the running backs in that range that I would be interested in selected are. Um, Swift, Javante Williams, and James Cook. Maybe then we get into Antonio Gibson as well. But there is a few, and I, you know, it might be a case that when we get back to picking in the next round, that uh, James Cook maybe is available for us at that particular point. What's your thoughts though on George Pickens, the the wide receivers there that you you were asking if I was strongly over? We had Pickens, we had uh, Quentin Johnson, and Traylon Burks. How are you ranking those guys? Are you ranking them based on the like they're right beside each other with ADP? They'll all go off the yeah. board in this this particular round. How are you going with those guys? Probably slight preference for Burks, and uh, then would probably go Pickens, and then uh, Quentin Johnson. And see, I I think I think we're not, and maybe we sh- you could still go and take Burks at that point. I don't think we're going to be at the bottom yet of where Burks goes with ADP. I think we'll no, see I, I I hear you. I was in a super flex draft during the week where uh, I I he he slid to me in the eleventh round. Now it was super flex, but the eleventh round that was I think that was pretty nuts. And I I do th- I do think that we're in a situation where I, I don't think it is all that. I, I think he could potentially be positively affected if that makes sense by 
having Hopkins there, not from the fact that he's going to get more targets or more opportunities, but the fact that the efficiency should really be there based on him not being the the wide receiver with the most focus and attention on him and freeing things up a little bit to be more efficient in this offense. So I'm still going to be buying in on him, but I I do think there's a little bit more for that offense to kind of, or not for that offense, for his ADP to kind of deteriorate, I guess we'll call it. Right, right. And and when I say that, I think we're probably looking like another eight picks for the back end of the seventh round. I don't think it's going to be a case that he's in the ninth round. Um, Right. Yeah. I have I have quite a bit of Burks, but I have more yeah. pickings. Yeah, and and when when you have a sliding player like that who you already have a high exposure to, you probably you probably do need to be more considerate about when you take him, and even at ADP if you think he's going to slide more, because it's just kind of like a risk control sort of thing. The the other player that we talked about there that we were meant to draft that we didn't draft was. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he goes at the last pick of the seventh round. Just that you wanted to, just, were you just looking for structure there, or were you looking? Uh, were you looking? So to... you're, you're asking me why I uh, why I ignored you? Yeah. Look at the look at the board here. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking at that. I have up as well on the uh, on my side of things here. I've up the road of his underdog ADP tool, and there is r- running back options that are going to be available to us here at the back end of this, but. I still think in terms of who the, the best option off that is, I think Swift is still the the best option. Right. Do really like uh, – oh, James Cook goes. That's a bummer. Do really like Swift there. And if uh, if we didn't uh, if we didn't have quarterback, tight end, and running back yeah. at that and point. That, in the that case of what are, we, what are we trying to do throughout the entire draft and, and balance it out. Yeah. Um, I, I – I was just truly worried about uh, getting caught behind, uh, getting caught behind a wide receiver, um, a wide receiver on here in that last round. So we are going to be up here in, in one more pick's yeah. time. Hit me with some of so the, the options you're, you're considering here. This is a bit of a challenge, more challenging spot. I'm willing to go down in ADP as well if you want. If you have any other preferences. So I think Antonio Gibson is interesting. Yeah, he star him just in case we run out of time. Rashad Penny. Oh, we are about to run out of time. Uh, we've got Sky. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with Gibson here. Okay. Yeah, he he would have been my my preference. Um, and again, we're going to do our two v twos. Uh, we will have another pick here, obviously. Um, have yeah. you a strong lean here? Show us the tight ends that are available. Uh, Evan Ingram. He's available. Don't want Evan Ingram. You don't want Evan Ingram. Okay. Show me the rest of the tight ends. I'm sure there's more available than Evan Ingram. Pat Fairmouth would be an option here for me if you want to go that way. You want to hold off? Let's hold off on tight end to later. Let's okay. take uh, let's take Penny here. So we didn't get DeAndre Swift. We got Rashad Penny, who's going to double him up on snaps, routes, and uh, and carries. It's a, with a lot of these offenses and the other one is Gibson, you know, I, I'm usually trying to draft the, <laughs> the later option off those. Uh, you know, I, I do like Brian Robinson as well. The problem there is Kirk Cousins goes uh, after that. That's so that so takes, funny. Yeah. So, that so takes we, have, we have uh, TJ Hawkinson. We've got Jordan Addison. Of course, we've got Justin Fields. But uh, JB Nella of the, of the Red Badge Brigade. Uh, decided that he wanted Kirk Cousins at nine oh two. 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, he usually goes in the mid tenth. I, I was quite confident he would make it back to us, but that that can be right. the case that he he doesn't, and um, that that's that wiped out from <laughs> from that aspect of things. And that can be the challenging part with building up those stacks. So it might be a case now, and it might get very tricky for us. But in week seventeen, we have um, the Packers playing the Vikings. We might have to look at some you know potential Packers options to to pair up with that game. Um, so maybe that's the way that we we pivot to here, looking at some of these these future picks. Um, I know Pat Corain had an article up a couple of weeks now where it was like, if somebody, if somebody takes your QB, then you shouldn't be mad because you still, you still actually do have a stack. We still, we're still got a pretty big bet on the, oh, very big. Yep. Very big. We have a, a night. We have a nice set of correlation there where if they have a big year, our team is going to be good. And then um, the, the the other part that would make me less disappointed is we also have we have invested in a quarterback, um, Justin Fields. So, yeah. so, so the I, combination I of Justin Fields and their Vikings skill position players could actually like that could actually be a really nice combination where we've got the rushing quarterback, and then we have the the drafted players stacks, like that. that and that's been a successful uh, strategy in uh, in DFS where when people have the expensive kind of running quarterback and then they build out a pass catching stack of like just the pass catchers without without the QB and and it's it it has worked very well at times. Yeah so let's see if it works very well. If it works very well for us we'll we'll see how that plays out. But um let's uh let's line up let's star some packers there and put them in the, the lineup so. uh, for potential picks. So uh, I would have cons- I I would have considered Romeo and uh, Dubs at the last pick. I just didn't want to reach too hard. That that was that was also because we we didn't expect Carcosas uh, to get drafted. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But uh, Dobbs would be a perfect, a perfect match to go in this if he, if he did make it back to us. We are nine picks away 
his ADP usually in the, the 120s. Going to be right around for we pick. So he right. would be a, a preference here for me um, if that does become Clear an option. preference. But, yeah, we'll see if the room allows us to have him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it'll be funny if the drafter who's after taking Cousins takes him away from us as well. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we, we did take that elite tight end uh, and Hawkinson, something that me and Sean have been debating both on some of our shows and off air has been the availability of those lit round tight ends. And I mentioned earlier that Blair Andrews had a great article up on Rotoviz this week discussing some of those targets. Dulcich, though, is one of those targets you're after adding him to the queue. The targets really start from around his range beyond. He, he really would uh, be another option here for us at tight end. So I think at this next pick, we're going to have quite a few quite a few options to kind of to go through. I know you have Anthony Richardson in the queue. I might get your thoughts on him after. Is he somebody you're considering picking up here? Uh, is he somebody that sort you're... of? Yeah, just because he does have that upside, and I, I I could be persuaded off him, but he he is a big ADP value here, and that would really give us a strong uh, one-two punch at quarterback, where and uh, you can see possibilities where Justin Fields he has the massive week fifteen game quiet week 16 but anthony richardson he picks up the slack and he gets a huge week 16 game and then that that gives us like two quarterbacks then that uh that could really smash the slate for us in week 17 when you're thinking about richardson well, no, he, he goes went. off the board but when you're thinking about richardson i think he is somebody that i'm much more comfortable with if you have somebody who's a starting quarterback i'm not going to joke here now the the two options that are available are probably the two options i want uh we have an option here as we're on the board to take dobbs i think that's a, a clear pick just before yeah. we'll before we we'll let the time run down on that dosage yeah. i think is interesting here but if you uh, a call out here for a second wide receiver option not really i mean i'm not gonna after you shot me down on evan ingram i'm not gonna suggest zay jones like, like, I think there is a chance here that, you know, well, I really don't think, I don't think there's a chance that Dulcich gets back. His ADP is 130. We're going to be picking again in, in 22 picks after this. So I don't think there's a chance we get him. If you want to take him, we, we take him now. I, I do think, though, Dulcich puts us into, are you, are you putting that into a two tight end build? Yeah. 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 We're taking two tight ends here. So we have, we, we've got our Brees Hall. Uh, and then we waited. We waited for our uh, our next two. So I think this is a true anchor RB build. I mean, Justin Fields in the early fifth. It's not quite the quarterback window. It's not quite like it. In fact, it's not even close. It's not really it's close kind of to a middle ground. Window. But it is that middle ground where if you squint a little bit, like you know, we we we, we kind we kind of fit it in there. Like it's definitely it's it's much cheaper than the prices that you're paying on your Mahomes, your Josh Allen's, where we still have like a good selection of elite players at other positions. Uh, we did get to uh, we did get to our our uh, our five wide shoot wide receivers through ten. So four four of those or sorry three of those being stacked up in week seventeen now. Yeah, along with Hawkinson, so. Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, George Pickens, Romeo Dubs. I think we have a good mix there of like strong early selections with some good breakout candidates. We've got the rookie. We've got two second-year players with good profiles. And then uh, T.J. Hawkins, an elite tight end. And then Greg Dulcich, another tight end 
uh, sorry, another player who it feels like could have a really strong breakout year. So, and again, very, I very, like the start. Yeah, I, I like it. Very, very balanced again for a roster of ours. Um, but I think it's the strengths and all the positions that we would we would want it to have at this current moment in time. When we're looking now the rest of the way, we're heading in our next pick will be in round 12 as we work our way through this. Looking at it, you know, we, we obviously have one quarterback. I, I wouldn't be against our second quarterback being Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love at this point. They both would fit in with uh, one of our wide receivers on each side of things. Have you any options here that you're looking at? I guess uh, you can go into a three-quarterback build if we want. We can We can go into three tight ends if we want. We're in a situation here where those two guys, I think, the, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of question target. marks, but I think they're pretty secure starters for the entire year. Again, with the option, I think those are for them options. to take to take a big jump forward. Um, Kyler Murray is interesting too. I know you have to take a risk there that he is actually playing and the full year once he comes back, and uh, but he is interesting and he's maybe maybe he's not a mobile quarterback this year. Uh, so we'll be I also think at, that uh, having Love and Pickett as our options they both go in the 160s it means that we can we pass can the quarterback at this round and one of those hope, like you know it's not a case that we have to get both of them yeah um one of them should make it back to us I, w- I would hope from there Jacoby Myers I think is the name that I would put into our queue we yeah. have five picks away I don't think he's going to make it back to us uh Rasheed Rice would um be somebody who comes back against T Higgins in that game so Myers goes, um. So let's Imagine see. Cole Komet. Cole Komet's there. If you, I know it's putting a lot into the tight end. We can only start uh, a match yeah. of two at any week. He would have been somebody who would have fitted in with Justin Fields. Um, yeah, Kendry Miller as well is is interesting. Uh, Johnson's there. There's a there's a like kind of there's a, a good tier of zero RB running back options here. Yeah, but I also think that there's a chance that some of those guys make it all the way back to us. Uh, Miller doesn't obviously, and, and Rice doesn't. Any other names before we get sniped here on one of those guys that, that you want to think about? So Kendry Miller didn't didn't he ha- he's he's on the uh, the NFI list and uh, it's it's not like news or anything like that because like his ADP that. has dropped over the last week by you know half a round or so. But um, you at think this, this, point this with price people... reflects? Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I'm 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 happy with the top two here. If there's anybody you think we should consider, so here's I'm, de- here's I'm definitely backs. I'm definitely good with Rice as the the first pick. I'm I'm happy. Have you okay. any other wide receiver you would pitch for over Rice at this? Like looking through that list, there's there's no uh, there I'm picking over him. No, I don't think so either. So the options would be like Osborne, MBS, Alex Pierce, you know, DJ Chark. So I'm happy to go here with with Rice. Those guys all have a, a little bit later ADP. So then we're into the running backs, and the running backs are Miller, Algier. Then you're into Roshan Johnson. Um, so I would be between Johnson and Miller, but I think I would I'll, I'll, I'll go Miller here based on there is a small chance that we could see Johnson potentially get back to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll, we'll I think just that, play the ADP game. Yeah, and I, I think if it was a case that we were, I think it's a case if we hadn't taken Dulcich, I think Cole Komet there would be a clear buy for me yeah. at that point. So we're yeah. we're in that area where if if we. We'll, we'll think about this after, but if we we'll don't take Hawkinson, if, if, uh, if, if, if we, we didn't back. take Hawkinson where we did, we could have potentially come away there with Dulcich and um, Cole Komet. How would you have felt about, about that? As in, those are only two? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I would it, still potentially with those. Yeah, I just think when you get into round eighteen and round seventeen, there's just so many tight end options that are going to be available still there, where you could you could put in a third option. And I still think there's a chance, even with the guys we have, you you might still look at that depending on who's available towards the end. Yeah, I've got Kokomat in the in the queue, and if he's still there, I pick uh, one sixty eight. The, the, well, that felt like the most not- Sean Siegel, if that player's there in the next round comment I've ever heard. <laughs> he, he went, as you mentioned it, at 149. You're talking about 168. There's a, you know, there's optimism. Well, that, that's, and there's- that would be where I consider him. Because I'm like, okay, that, that's where you can kind of like break your structure stuff a little bit. Just because you're getting such a clear value on a stack. And I was like, okay, well, if that's what happens, then, then we'll take him. But you're right. A little bit optimistic. Sometimes I feel Sean does that in our drafts where he's, he'll say, like, I'll add him to the queue, and if he's there, we'll take him. And it's like, that's his way of saying, like, well, I, I said we would take him if he got back to us in the, like, 18th round. Uh, or if you're doing a draft, you know, when it's like you're in the 13th, and he's like, I would take him in the 15th. And you're like, he's not going to be there in the 15th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's always a lot of fun. Johnson does go at 154, 13-10 being the selection. But as we sit now with the, the overall structure of this team, what are you thinking we need to do between rounds 14 and 18? We do have five selections remaining. What are you thinking? Obviously, we need a second quarterback. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Love, off the board. This, this is a turn where we're kind of hoping, we were hoping to get Love or Pickett. So we are kind of hoping now that Pickett makes it back to us, but um, that might feel like a, a little bit of a challenge. Let's check teams for, for quarterback depth. I think we're the only team with one quarterback at this particular point in this draft. Um, so I'll scroll up. I'll scroll back a little bit. Or I'll zoom out a little bit. The Lamar so, Jackson team has has one quarterback as well. And team in the 11th spot is a Dak Prescott team with one one quarterback. So the Dak Prescott team has passed on quarterback. So we're kind of looking here, I think, at the, the team that took Lamar Jackson in the uh, seventh spot. I, yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit colorblind, so I, I uh, struggle telling the difference between the quarterback color and the uh, the tight end color. Well, the team that I mentioned in seven, they did pass on on Pickett. So I, my preference here would be if we could get Pickett to, to make it back to us, we take him with another. Yeah. Um, that gives us two quarterbacks. I I, I'm pretty okay with Pickett as a two-quarterback build with fields. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that? Comfortable? That, uh, that seems strong to me. Yeah. And it's a case now, obviously, there's four picks to go before it gets back to us, but when I'm looking at um, building out this roster, I would be setting it up as a two quarterback, two tight end build. But there is the ability, you know, if certain players make it, let's say a uh, Howell makes it to a certain point uh, and it's a flat zone. I thought you said Pickett just went. Obviously, uh, I feel better that it was Mims. But yeah, I, I would be with taking Reed potentially as an option here. I, I would be open to taking Singletary as another running back option here. Um, and then obviously well, we're just we're building out our uh, pass catcher stacks without the QB. Like that guy, he took Jordan Love, and now now we're going to be fine, and we're going to punish him. And I did. Oh, well, he went. Um, so that means uh, you don't have to talk about him. I was going to ask you about Singletary. Uh, Mostert goes in this one. Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver. I'd be interested in here potentially over Jaden Reed. Um, so for me, Pickett makes the, the most sense here as the second quarterback. Yeah, he's the clear selection here. Um, um, and then we have a choice between Curtis Samuel and Jaden Reed. 
any other options scroll down a little bit to see uh, you obviously have the advantage you're at the you're at the controls uh thornton is there but has adp sliding a little bit um looking through the rest of that list there's nobody really standing out specifically over those next 20 picks for us so uh have you a preference on on samuel versus reed uh it's a bit of a toss-up um uh it do, do you have a preference I find myself uh, much more drafting Samuel, but I think for this team, if we're looking at week 17... Agreed. Then, yeah. Agreed. I think the tiebreaker is enough there. I think in 1v1, yeah. I, I would go with Samuel, but in, in this situation. Just a shame. Uh, it's, it's a shame that we didn't get love for Cousins, but who knows? Maybe by the time we get to that point, uh, it's a backup quarterback that's in there. Maybe Trey Lance is uh, after being traded over to... Over to the Vikings by that point, due to an injury to Kirk Cousins. Hopefully, Cousins doesn't get injured, but something crazy could happen. Maybe that is the the correlation that you do need. So now well, we are into a situation where there is three picks left: sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It, um, Tom, it could be the case that uh, Kirk Cousins misses one of the games in the playoffs. Let, let's say Kirk Cousins has another fantastic year, great year. And then he misses week 16, which is what happened to Jalen Hurts. Tell me about in it. The, in the playoffs. <laughs> in last year's final. And the, Jalen well, Hurts I, I, missed the I, stretch. I, my two finals teams uh, both had uh, a lot of Eagles players, but neither of them had J- Jalen Hurts. And one of them was I had uh, I had Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, no Jalen Hurts. And... Uh, that sounds like a bad like stack. People would have called it a bad stack at the start of the season, given that I don't have the quarterback. But you you, you can you can stack up the the uh, the receivers. The passing game is really good. You get that benefit, and uh, and there's definitely still paths to to that being really strong without the quarterback. For example, if the if the quarterback misses one of the playoff weeks, uh, your players still have good games, and then. Uh, you get the weeks. Uh, you get the week seventeen, and and there's that quarterback doesn't make it uh, in, in strong numbers anyway. Yeah, that, that's a very fair point to way to look at it. Um, uh, that m- myself and Sean had a superflex team last year that got to the FFPC superflex final, but it was a, a Jill and Hurts team, and it did scrape its way through the the first week, but it didn't make it through the second week, obviously in the the final. So that is a, an other potential way to look at it. Uh, we did get a team there. I was going to make the, you know, say to add Chuba Hubbard to the queue. I think he's one of my favorite uh, running back targets in this range. But I did think he would potentially get it back to us here at the, the end of the 16th. He goes at the 15 12. Sam Howell goes at the, the 16 1. Um, that is also to the the, the love drafter. Um, so, any names here as we start to, I think we can start to fill out the queue now for all three of these picks. We'll obviously have. Mr. Irrelevant at the, the back end of the draft, but Samuel is still there. Um, see the Miami Dolphins running backs. How are you playing that? Um, obviously, their ADP is about 10 picks apart. That's Wilson and Mostert, but... They're they're both well past where we'll be selecting, so I, uh, whichever one makes it to us, I'll, I'll be in favor of taking. Uh, Mostert just goes. Yeah, I would love um, We're seven picks away, and I don't think it'll happen. Samuel would be my... my dream pick here i don't really think we yeah. can we can knock off cornerbacks i think at this point um so we're looking at i'll, I'll, I'll knock off tight end as well 
Yeah, and um, I think if we're looking through, hit me with some of your your options here. Ian on Ty Chandler, Chase Brown, maybe. So Samuel just went, and uh, Ty Chandler, I I would really like, yeah, and uh, not interested in Hunter Renfro. I have so much Chase Brown this year, and um, happy to grab some more. I think Samir White's interesting with you know just Josh Jacobs and the you know if you're looking at big gap ADP running backs and and the potential upside there. Agreed. This is an area it feels like when you're in the 16, 17 range that there's there's a lot of options at, at running back. Wendell Robinson, I think you were going to star him. He's somebody I would star in. Yeah. Terrence Marshall's a, a potential option if he's still there when we get to maybe even that last pick. Chase Claypool, who could yeah, be he would fit in with the uh, fields. Haven't, haven't drafted Chase Claypool at all, but I mentioned earlier I haven't drafted Justin Fields very much, if at all. So, uh, can can do both of them together here we are at a two quarterback four running back seven wide receiver two tight end build i'm comfortable here with two quarterbacks two tight ends so we have three selections left are you looking at a six eight builds you know two more running backs and one more i think so jeff wilson i think i think is a clear pick here Um, And, and just just for fun click on tight end just let me see which what we're passing on here yeah so like trey mcbride somebody I, I i like like you're getting all these guys like Noah fan michael mayer there's a, a huge amount of late round options mcbride did go so one pick before us so i'm glad i'll, I'll throw myers in the queue wilson i think uh, wilson's the the first pick clear here. pick here and then and to be honest pick. i think this is this is double running back i think here and then see okay unless you have a strong uh option for your wide receiver yeah, let's throw Gwen McBride in here as well. So, do you have a, do you have a, any clear preferences over tr- these three guys? Yeah, I'm take, kind of I, I'm more white or brown, but I, I, I'm okay. Not just because they're different colors, uh, but white I think just is somebody who I've been wanting to draft a little bit more of and haven't, and I think there's huge tournament upside. I think with brown there is still i think there's multiple ways that backfield could be split even if mixon wasn't available um, right so, so yeah we, I, uh, I am we, surprised how low the adp still is of both of the cincinnati backup running backs so um you know versus where mixon goes right especially when we like obviously mixon restructured but the contract he has now doesn't mean that he has to be you know playing every week as the season goes on um, doesn't have to get all the touches so I, maybe those guys will creep up maybe it's because there's two of them that go we're, we're seeing a lot of these backfields at the moment you I'll know take these out. even minnesota you know you get two of these guys right beside each other the same for cincinnati kind of the same as we've seen there for miami there's a lot of backfields i think what we'll see if you're happy enough to take your chances now to draft them we're going to see some of those guys become undrafted and the other guy end up maybe in the, the 14th round, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Once we get some training camp news, there will be yeah. a clear separation there. And I don't know how much we'll see at the top end of draft boards ultimately changing over the next um you Right, know, the next I should. Weeks. I, I do think, though, from the last round through round 12, we could see a lot of shuffling because there's a lot of players that are there based on what we expect the depth chart to be now and that depth chart is going to change obviously and that'll that'll shuffle those adps there'll be some undrafted like if we start to get very positive reports about michael mayer or really any other rookies or second year tight ends like those guys should be going a good bit earlier i think than they are already 
so we are coming to the end of the 17th round we're going to see what uh we're going to see what it avails back to us chase Claypool is at the top of the queue i think that's solely because of the justin field side of things i think we can confidently say that is that true i as calm i'm i'm, I'm surprised uh, are you a truther are you I, a- I, I wrote an article, my first article uh, of the uh, off season this year. I uh, I had a Chase Claypool uh, in there. So one thing that's interesting about him is that he has he has actually been pretty good at earning targets throughout his career. Hasn't been as good at catching those targets. Hasn't been as good as catching those targets. <laughs> I think if, as, if it was going much, season, much earlier, that that portion of his rookie season was sensational. And um, but even last year playing for uh, for for the Bears, he did actually earn he, he did earn strong targets last year too. And I think especially in the 18th round, it's it's easy to say that what if the bad stretches of his, of his career was just because Big Ben was kind of washed. He's a deep ball receiver, doesn't match up stylistically. He didn't actually. He had the strong route earning. He had the strong target earning per route, but he didn't play a lot last year either. He had injuries and such, and the offense wasn't very wasn't very strong. And so, in the 18th round, it it does feel a little bit like okay, well, you know, what if uh, what if it's a little bit better? What if the offense is a little bit better, and he's a better player than he's shown in his career so far? What if the excuses that you can make for him are valid and he's actually a good player? I know that uh, if, if, well, I would say that if he was going in the 12th round and I was making these excuses, they'd be silly. But you're really, you're talking about players in this range that uh, are, are really, they're, they're underdogs to be meaningful contrib- contributors. So, in this range, I, I feel okay, kind of making that uh, that excuse. Yeah, I think that's that's all very fair, and um, he has really flashed it. At, at, at no, uh, really more so as a rookie, but we're looking here in the 18th round for the upside of you know a spike week and playoffs, or even a week throughout the season that really pushes your team up. And you're looking at F Fields has a three touchdown game. Does he have you know? Even if it's one touchdown, hundred yards, you know that 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 I think is is valuable here at this particular point. And this is right in the range he goes. Um, there is other players that I would tend to want to draft here, but a good few of those have actually gone since we last picked. And Wendell Robinson is probably the main one that will be left. We're back on the clock. I think. I think I'm a little bit torn sense. here on, on Michael Mayer. Like he he just shouldn't be at this point in the draft. He shouldn't be. So you've made a pitch for like four minutes for Chase Claypool and you've plugged an article. Are you going to draft Michael Mayer over him now? I don't know. I think this is a Chase Claypool draft after what you've, okay. you've said. Okay. Okay. I'll stick to my convictions. It feels really bad, really, really bad letting Michael Mayer go undrafted. But Yeah. It's, it seems crazy that that is the case. And I think when we get five weeks down the line, there is no chance of that happening. I think we'll start to get more positive reports. Um, that is why I was talking about throughout the draft. You know, you can potentially still wait on the tight end position, but yeah, the other sure part, that, the other part I've talked to Sean about is like, is it overconfidence? Is it hubris of thinking like, oh, this is we like these guys. They are going to hit. We can take three, three of them in the last four rounds. Um, there is a chance that Michael Mayer is is nothing in his rookie season. You know, 
Uh, yeah. But if we look at that's where, a real chance where he goes versus where say Laporta goes, um, by ADP, you know, I think he really could be he really could be something very interesting. And it's, I know it's only a, a four round difference, but it's a four round difference for for two rookies with interest and profiles. The other part is there's very little competition, I think, in Oakland to, to right. not Oakland, Las Vegas, uh, with the, the Raiders there to uh, for the competition for targets. So if somebody emerges, let's uh, let's hit the whole team review. So it's a two six seven two build. There was part of it there we had talked about where two quarterbacks were two tight ends. We we stuck with that, and I made you stick with it because you made me stick with a couple of picks throughout it. But hit us with the the whole team as as things have finalized here. So yeah, quarterback we've got Justin Fields, Kenny Pickett, and uh, so Justin Fields, we got him at the uh, at the start of the fifth round, and then Kenny Pickett we got much later, kind of stacked with uh, George Pickens. We uh, I think we're pretty strong here at running back. And uh, we definitely weren't afraid to take some values here. And uh, we started off with Brees Hall, uh, and, and we took him at the at the two tree turn a little bit ahead of ADP. But we're kind of hopeful that um, he is athletically ready for week one, and that by week six or so, he is back to his uh, his twenty twenty two self and uh, smashing in long touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny, Kendra Miller, Jeff Wilson, Zamir White. That feels like a pretty strong uh, combination of running backs. I think Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Jordan Addison, George Pickens, Romeo Dubs, Rasheed Rice, Jaden Reed. We all we also have Claypool, but he doesn't populate because it was the oh right and and Claypool right. So we so it's two six eight two. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, did we really only take seven receivers? You're right. We took eight receivers. And so feel good about our, our first two picks, Jefferson and, and Higgins. We built out a Minnesota stack. We have George Pickens uh, uh, stacked. With Pickett. Uh, Romeo Dubs and um, Jaden Reed. That's kind of like a Green Bay stack. So maybe a, a deference to your uh, fanship. We also have that week 17 element of Rice. Week 17 with Higgins, Even though it's, it's quite small, we have... Week right, we have a little so. mini stack. Yeah, and and then um, we have uh, we've some pretty strong t- t- tight ends too. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, part of our pass catching uh, correlation, and uh, Greg Dulcich as uh, as hopefully the Joker uh, receiving option in in Denver, and uh, we've got and and hopefully we have two strong uh, tight end picks there as well. Yeah, no, I think this has been a, a really fun draft, and we did some things maybe different than. Than I have done recently, but I think it's a a very balanced team with a lot of strength as well as we we move through. I think the key in these rosters, particularly at running back and even wide receiver, is if you can get it to be a two quarterback, two tight end build, gives you those extra basically two picks yeah. to add to those positions. And I think you can see here what the the depth of this team has ended up with that as part of it. So happy enough overall with how we've we've done here. Yeah, you keep saying uh, you keep saying balance as if like it's a it's a mixed. Yeah, mixed mixed compliment. But usually, uh, I, when I say balanced, it means we have too many running backs at that point of the draft. But no, I think here when I say balanced, it's at the end of the draft. I think we have a, you know, a, a good strength. I think if we show this team on social media, when I say balanced, I think it won't be an outrageous take that your running backs are terrible. Right. 
we, we I think we're we're strong in every position, and uh, I I mean I I know we're not taking any outrageous risks to uh to a position, but I I think that's sort of how the draft fell as well. Yeah, and we did talk about the differences. I think there's a, a difference to this draft versus some of the you know afternoon or evening drafts that you'll see on Underdog. So hopefully people enjoyed listening and watching along. For that, if you are watching this over on YouTube, let us know in the comments what you think. What's the best pick? What's the worst pick? Rate the team out of 10. Give it more than a, a 2. And uh, we'll be very happy with that. But this was a, an underdog fantasy draft in the Best Ball Mania 4 contest. I'm joined, obviously, by Connor O'Driscoll. You can follow him at, on Twitter at Out. That link will be in today's show notes. Also, you can check his workout at rotoviz.com. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. And until we are back with another show, have a good one.